Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Rooted Deep, a podcast featuring Reba Bowman and Allison Hale. Hey everybody, this is Reba and Allie, and we are uh, just wanting to welcome you to Rooted Deep today. We have been talking a little bit last time, we, Allie, we started talking about worship. Uh, and we, you know, we celebrated Resurrection Sunday last week and talking a little bit about how worship really looks different maybe than what we ter- stereotypically have it in our minds. And mm-hmm. in the next couple of weeks, we're going to kind of build off of that because there are just certain disciplines in our, in our, in this life, this Christian faith walk that we have that many of us have got in this stereotypical box, I think. And we're hoping maybe over the next couple of weeks to unpack some of those and maybe give you a different way of looking at those things that we've referred to often as as these disciplines in our life, these things that are vitally important. Um, but maybe we're they are important, but I don't know, you, maybe you can talk about this, but we many times we've put them in we're doing them for all the wrong reasons or we've put them in all the wrong boxes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think, um, I think the word perfunctory comes to mind. It's just something that has become automatic or, you know, it's just, it's such a big word. I know. Um, but it's something that sometimes we just, it's, it's automatic and it's almost things that we're doing mindlessly, especially, especially you and I that were raised in, you know, conservative Christian homes and you have to check off this box and you have to do this and you have to do that. Mm -hmm. And so it almost, becomes, you know, kind of a Stepford situation where it's just, I will, I will perform what I'm supposed to do and, 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 and get it done. And so that's the word that comes to mind, because like I said, as automatic and as mindless as something, and we're talking about Bible reading today, it's something that, you know, if we treat it like that, it's not Mm. going to be powerful. No, absolutely not. And I I think you're right about that. I I do think that we can fall into the traps of not knowing the why, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, a couple of years ago in the business world, there was a really a book that just kind of skyrocketed and it was called know your why. Mm -hmm. And uh, man, everybody was talking about, do you know your why? And there was a Ted talk on, do you know your why? And, and, um, and, and there were a lot of good things that came out of that, but I think it's also as believers who are wanting to grow in our relationship with the Lord and who are wanting to be more like Christ, that's, you know, we have to know our why as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and why do we, why do we worship? Why do we read our Bible? Why do we pray? Why do we do these things? Is it, you know, when I was growing up, it was almost like, well, one of two reasons I'm going to read my Bible. I, one, I'm supposed to. Okay. Yeah. So there's really was no greater cause than you're supposed to. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Yeah. And so, oh, okay. Well, um, you know, like I'm supposed to clean my room. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to, you know, wash my hands before I eat a meal and I'm supposed yeah. to read my Bible. Um, and if you, if you put it into those categories, it really becomes this mundane mm-hmm. kind of drudge can come become yeah. quite the drudgery of well I just just stuff I have to do right um and then for me it was like okay you know I can I remember as a kid you know even hearing pastors talk about the fact that you know if you don't read your Bible your refrigerator could break or you know your car is going to break down as if the mm-hmm. Lord's sitting in heaven just waiting to zap people who are right. not reading their Bible today and, and um, I you know I remembered that that thinking that it was almost like a, a good luck charm 
if I read my Bible today, my day is going to go well. If I don't read my Bible today, my day, and it was almost like a talisman, like, uh, you know, just, okay, I've got my rabbit's foot in one hand and I've read my Bible. Um, so I'm covered for the day and I don't even remember what I read, but I, at least I was able to check the box. Yeah. And, and I think there's probably a lot of people out there who have a wrong idea of who God is. And so therefore that that's how they, They've equated that to the reasons they read their Bible. And so hopefully today, here's the goal for the podcast today. And that is just asking you, man, while you're listening right now, what is the motivation for why you, why you read your Bible? Why you, uh, you know, you get into God's word and, and maybe some of you are out there and going, well, I know I'm supposed to, but honestly, I really don't. So for those of you out there that are like, man, I'm not, I'm not reading it for the wrong reasons. I'm just not reading it at all right now. Then maybe we give you a a real reason, a purpose uh, for reading it because it is vital. I mean, you know, uh, we know our Psalm one, which is our really our platform that we built this podcast off of from rooted deep, talks about the fact that the Word of God is what gives you a platform to be successful in life. Right. And so, if that's true and you want to have a successful life, then you need to read your Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what does that look like? Why do we read? Why should we read? Um, and I think for me, once I begin to understand these truths, it changed everything for me to from, you know, duty to actual delight from, mm-hmm. you know, to joy. I look forward to it. I've wanted to read it. Yeah. Um, not to say that there's not days. I mean, come on now, <laughs> you know, uh, I don't want anybody to get the impression that re- I wake up every morning at five 30, just, you know, can't wait to get up and read my Bible. I'm not mm-hmm. a morning person. So that, yeah. you know, um, I don't always read it in the morning. Yeah. So there's that. And then there's also the fact that some days I do it because I know I just need it. Right. Um, you know, but, um, but man, there ought to be a bigger why than my refrigerator breaking because God's going to be upset with me so that it's a real performance-based kind of thing. Right. And I think for me, it was learning and after, and they, and it's a vicious circle, right? So if you don't know God, then you don't know how much he really just wants to speak to you on a personal right. level. And so if you don't know that he wants to speak to you, then you're not going to know that you need to go to his word to hear from him. And it, it continues. And it's really like, if you look at a, at, at a relationship where a distance, a distance is created and it's just easier to let that distance go. Yeah. Um, but when I got, when I got, back into the word and, and studying and, and even studying Exodus, when God is saying he wants to dwell among his people, Mm. he wants his presence to be over them. He wants them to enjoy his presence. And then it was like, you know, I had forgotten all of those years of this, you know, mindless. And I've read through the Bible several Mm -hmm. times, um, over the years. And I can tell you that every year in college, it was a requirement, um, you know, and, and then, you know, so you do it in youth group and then you do it, you know, later on. And, um, and so as many times as you've read through the Bible, you, you forget that it is for his, it's not only for him to speak into into my heart, but it's also because he just loves us and wants to communicate with us. And, and, and I had forgotten that. And so when I kind of got back into the word and said, okay, let me actually read it and, and, and think about it and, and, and devour it. Then it was like, no, he really wants his presence to be known in, in, in my life. And, and one, and that, that main goal and that main way is through the Bible. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that relationship, what you're Mm -hmm. describing is this relationship 
And I think relationship is really what changes uh, a major dynamic uh, mm -hmm. of our, our time in the word, our time in prayer, which we're going to talk about next week. Um, but just being able to say, hey, I've got this relationship with God and it's personal and it's real. And God really does speak to me through his word. Mm -hmm. And I learn things, I grow. And it's the very reason that, that God gave us his word. And it's the reason that he is, he says he's promised that it's going to last eternally is so that every generation will have his word and they can have that guidance from him, mm -hmm. which is just so important. Um, so, you know, for me, one of the things, Allie, that really changed it for me in my Bible reading um, was when I realized that out of the, out of the things that God talks about in warfare, in the struggles that we have in our daily lives, that the sword was the only weapon. And that Ephesians 6 list that we read through, yeah. and we see the helmet of salvation and the breastplate of righteousness and the mm -hmm. shield of faith. And we've got all of these things. All of those are defensive except for right. one piece. And that yeah. one piece is the sword. And the sword mm -hmm. is equated to God's word. God's word. So really the only way I can fight back is through God's word. And right. that was a huge um, changer for me because I realized I don't need to read just to have historical facts or mm -hmm. just so I can say, yeah, I read it today. Yeah. I need to read it so I can win battles. Right. I need to be battle ready. And the only way I can be battle ready is if I'm carrying a weapon. And like you said, it's the only weapon that we have. Um, it's the, it is, it is the one that, um, it needs to be practiced. It needs to be used. Um, if you remember the story of David, he's like, I don't know what to do with this sword and this armor. I've never proven it before, but yeah. if we don't, and, and I've been there before and trust me, it's been continual. It's been a continual battle with us, like out on the street. Sometimes you find you're, you're, you're up against something or you're up against a struggle or you're up against a problem you're like um and in the back of your mind in the back of your and in the you know in the depths of your heart you hear a voice saying okay this one's too big for the bible this one's too big for don't even bother quoting the bible in this situation it's the bible's not going to be strong enough or big enough and i know because i've had to take those thoughts captive i've had to say no yeah. wait a minute that's my only don't tell me that's that I can't use the Bible because that's the only weapon that I have. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, but I've, I've been on the streets at night, you know, in front of, you know, a different, you know, somebody who's, you know, talking to me about, about her struggles. And I'm like, man, there's so much, I don't even, I don't even want to yeah. quote the word of God to her, but that's not the, the word of God is what gives us the power and the wisdom to fight those battles. That is our fight. And so we needed, and I've, and I've been, and, and I've been in those situations where mm -hmm. I've almost lost faith in the only weapon that I have. And that's, you don't want to be there. If you're no. going through, if you're going through cancer, if you're going through a rough marriage, or if you're going, you're fighting addiction, you don't want to lose faith in your weapon. Cause that's the only one that you have. Absolutely. And, you know, in realizing that it is a weapon, mm -hmm. um, you know, that same passage talks about that we fight, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and power. So when we understand that behind every, behind every discouraging moment, behind every conflict is a, is an ulterior motive that says, I hope this is the thing that separates you from God. Mm -hmm. I, I every, you know, everything that comes at us behind the scenes of so many of those attacks, let's put it in that broad sense of a way, a term, but behind so many of those things is the devil trying to say, can I use this? 
to my advantage? Yeah. Can I use this, um, this disease? Can I use this, you know, this discouraging moment? Can I use this um, overwhelming situation in this person's life to derail them from their faith? And that's exactly yeah. what you said. You know, mm -hmm. can I derail them from their faith in this moment? And the only way you fight back is with the word. Mm -hmm. You know, it's what Jesus used uh, when he was being tempted. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's, it's having God's word, you know, in your, the Bible says to have it in your heart. Psalm mm -hmm. 19 says, but that idea of just having those verses that you meditate on and that you've thought about and that you've kind of, you know, you, you've mulled over and you know, Hey, look, when this happens, this is how I respond. Uh, how do I know which way to go? How do I know which yeah. way to do? So there's all of these situations where the word of God is the answer. Right, exactly. And even even when we talk about it, and I think you and I both go back to the John 15 passage mm. so much, but it's yeah. all about that relationship and that abiding and the yes. presence of uh, the presence of Christ in our heart. And what does he say? If you abide in me and my words abide in you. And so yep. it's like staying connected and staying in, you know, in his presence and recognizing that that's the most important relationship that you have. That's what you, that's mm -hmm. where you abide. That's where your safety is. That's where your, your wisdom is that, you know, and it doesn't come according to John 15, it doesn't come unless his words are in us. And, and so then, yeah, like you said, there's so many passages that really push, you know, not just the importance of the word of God, but the, but the tool that it is against sin, the tool that it is against, um, against, uh, sadness, the tool that it is against Satan, a tool that it is against, you know, and all of Absolutely. these things. Yeah. So every, every day I get up and, and I've got, I'm on a journey. So I've got choices to make directions to take. I've got conversations to be had. I've got battles to fight. And the answer to all of, all of those things is going to come from my connection to the word of God. Yeah. And the success of those, those situations are, is going to come mm -hmm. from my involvement in the word of God in my own life. Is it there? Is it real? So I think so many times, you know, we're like, well, where's God? And why isn't he, why isn't he helping me with this? Or why is it, you know, and I, and I often ask ladies in that situation, when they'll come to me, I'll finish speaking and a lady will come up to me and she'll share a story and she'll say, you know, I just got, I thought God was supposed to do this for me. I thought he was going to, I thought this was a promise, you know, mm. and I often ask her, so we'll, we'll talk about that relationship yeah. with God. Uh, you know, when's the last time you've just gotten in his word? Right. Well, you know, and then there's yeah. this long pause or, you know, or let me ask you this, you know, are you faithful to get mm -hmm. into his word? You know, yeah. and then there's, well, you know, I'm busy and I've got this and I've got that. And I think when we understand that this is the key to our success in right. this world, yeah. then it, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, if it's not, I should, yeah. it's like, I got to, I got to, yeah, you know, I have to, because I really want I want to have a good marriage. I want to, I want to know how to raise my kids. I want parenting skills. I want to have a, you know, I want to have good relationships with people or I, I don't want to live in discouragement and despondency. I don't want to give in to my addictions and my weaknesses and my sinful ways. So what is, how do I do all that? Well, I get in God's word. 
Yeah. And I think, and here's the thing, when we talk about Bible study, and I want, I want to make sure everybody understands this part. When we talk about Bible study, we're not talking about, and we understand this, we're not talking about hours a day. Yes. I think people get so overwhelmed because they're like, I'm just not such a biblical scholar. I just need, right. you know, you got to find that balance between opening the word like mindlessly and just picking a verse mm-hmm. and going with it. No, you have to have a plan, but at the same time, it's not, it doesn't take very long to really, um, to really just get in the word and, 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 and hear from him. And I think people get overwhelmed by, by the book. They get overwhelmed by the language. They get overwhelmed by other people who do so many, you know, and they're talking about biblical scholarship and, and people are just like, I just want to hear an encouraging or an exhorting word from, from the Bible. And it's like, Mm -hmm. just pray for that. And you open the word and you will get that. Yeah. And, you know, I think one of the things that really helped me as I begin to transition from, checking boxes mm-hmm. and, um, and kind of a performance based reason why I read my Bible. And I'm, I was transitioning and maturing in my faith to a relationship based mm-hmm. reason that I read my Bible yeah. and a, and a warfare reason that I read my Bible, because I, I knew this is what God promised. One of the things that really helped me was just setting an appointment with God yeah. and being able to say, you know what? This is my appointment time mm-hmm. with God. And this is when I meet with God. And I so am glad you said, Allie, we're not talking about, some people may have an hour a day. Mm-hmm. And if that's what you have, man, enjoy that time, you know, but there's a lot of young women that I talk to that have got toddlers running around the house. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one lady I got so tickled, she said, uh, you know where I have my moment with God? It's, it's in the garage in the car. <laughs> she said, I literally have to go out to my garage and get in my car and close the door. Mm-hmm. And that's where I can see the only place in my home I can find 10 minutes of quiet. Yeah. And, you know, I think I loved the ingenuity of that idea. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'm desperate for this. I need God. And, I, and I've got 10 or 15 minutes and I'm going to go and I'm going to spend that time with him. And what I do believe happens is I don't think every day, you know, in your, in your moments with God, that angels are going to sing right. and the yeah. sky is going to light up for you. Mm-hmm. Although there are days like that, but I think over time, the principles of God's word and that there's a buildup in your life and it's a positive buildup mm-hmm. in your life to where all of a sudden truths begin to mesh and what you read on Monday collides with what you're reading on Thursday. And all of a sudden, you know, you're having a lot of aha moments and you're having a lot of victories and you're going, you know, what's, what's different here. And it's just the consistency of building precept upon precept truth upon truth, you know, and you're just beginning to be saturated in that. Yeah. And I, if you, if you are consistent, and this is one of the things that I found when I had a consistent plan for Bible reading, Mm -hmm. um, sometimes you just look at it and you're like, okay, I understand what it says. Um, I don't, that's not necessarily what I need for today. Um, you know, it's like, Hey, this is just a good, these are good truths that I'm learning. And that is so important. But then the next day it builds off of, and then you all of a sudden, as you're, like you said, you hear precept upon precept and truth upon truth. You're like, man, I, you know, here's something that I, I, I I read in my Bible reading a few weeks ago. Let me go back and and remember that because this is, that's, that's what I need for today. Um, and, and I think that sometimes people, they go to the word of God because it's almost like not, it's almost like 
Google uh, as yeah. far as, you know, I yeah. had to, I've had to Google just, I think I had to Google dog dandruff a couple of days ago and I, you know, and so it's there, all the information is there and it's what I needed right at that moment. Um, but the Bible is not like that. You don't open no. it up and say, Hey, I need to know whether, um, you know, whether I need to buy this house or whether I need to take this job or what, what, mm -hmm. um, whether I need to go to my um, virtual school or real school for my children, either, you know, and the Bible's yeah. going to tell me that today. That's not how it works. Um, right. But the wisdom that you gain through that, like you said, the precept upon precept and truth mm -hmm. upon truth, and the, and the wisdom that you're gaining because you're understanding God and you're understanding how, what he wants to do in your life, that's what's important with the word of God and just that presence and stop using it as a, hey, I need this to make my life go better. Um, yeah. There is, and there and there are Bible verses in the Bible. If you think of Joshua 1, 8, if you think of Psalm 1, yeah. use the word prosper. Yeah. Um, prosper doesn't necessarily mean what you, you know, it doesn't mean what you think it means, you know, as far as, but he's like, he will, you know, he will straighten your paths. He will um, give you guidance um, from Proverbs Absolutely. 3, 5, and 6. And so I think when we, when we study the word of God and understanding, okay, this truth is for me to understand God better mm -hmm. and what he wants to do in my life um, in, a, in, a, in a general sense. Absolutely. You know, and I think that it's, it's the transition between seeing God as a genie in a bottle mm -hmm. and seeing God as a father. Mm -hmm. You know, um, the, the father is, is just, it's embedded in relationship. Mm -hmm. And so that idea of what a good father is, is all bedded in this relationship. And sometimes a good father is, is, um, it's it's scolding. He, he he's uh, saying, "Wait a minute, you need to get your act together, and this is not acceptable." And other times, you know, he is, um, you know, he's he's laughing with us and he's having a good time with us, and that's all the dynamics of these relationships. Yeah. yeah. Whereas a genie in a bottle is just a person that you go to and rub, you know, rub the lamp and come out, mm -hmm. and I need you to do this for me. Uh, and that's just not, God's not an ATM machine. Mm -mm. He's not a genie in a bottle and that's, there's no relationship there. And so I think what, you, you know, what you're saying is so true. Our view of God is changed by how we view his word and what right. we do. And we learn more about him as we get in his word. And it really does. It changes us. It prepares us for warfare it, it, it sets a stage for success. Mm -hmm. um, and it really, you know, it really is the thing that we need. So seeing it differently, mm -hmm. and I'm hoping, man, if, you know, as people are listening today, they can ask themselves the question, why do I read my Bible? Yeah. Do I read my Bible? Right. Um, do I view that as important? Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you're saying right now, yeah, I do view it as important, but honestly, I've not been very faithful or very good at it. Then maybe I think sometimes the mindset is you need to look at your why maybe all your whys are wrong right yeah and, and because your yeah. whys are wrong you're not doing it yes and you know and like like you said you do need a bit of a paradigm shift on this one you just need to say okay mm -hmm. am i just looking at this as hey i just need my day to go well or is it going back to the why of no, the, my relationship with God is the most important relationship. And maybe there's, you know, maybe there's a schedule change that you need to make. I love how you said it's an appointment that you keep. Yeah. Maybe some of you have been trying to keep that 530 appointment and you just not, not making it because you're not yeah. a morning person. And, yeah. you know, and that is fine. Um, I remember, I remember, uh, 
you know, a preacher saying that's got to be the very first thing you do in the morning. And I was like, that's just not going to happen for me personally. Yeah. I don't think anybody would want to talk to me in the morning. Um, but, it, and, and if you, if you do have a busy, if you do have a busy day, you do need to set and say, maybe I'm going to have to change it. I'm going to go have to sit in my car or I'm going to go have to, you know, I, I ended up putting, putting a desk in front of a blank wall. And uh, didn't, you know, and, and the whole rest of the house was behind me, you know, because I knew I would get distracted if I couldn't mm -hmm. just look at either look out the window or look in just at a white wall and just say, okay, yeah. the only thing I have in front of me is the word of God. Yeah, I think, you know, I do think that it's it's just vital for us to find a time of day that it works for us. And that could be different for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but I do think, you know, even if you're not that person that's going to get up in the morning and read, you know, a chapter uh, or whatever. I do think getting, I mean, I, I love if my day is not going to lend itself to reading in the morning. Um, and honestly, I, I would honestly prefer to read some other time, but what happens in my case is that most of the time the day slips away mm -hmm. yeah. and, um, and I find myself, if I don't do it in the morning, I find myself sliding off into total inconsistency mm -hmm. to where, you know, I look all of a sudden I look and I haven't read my Bible in two yeah. weeks for my yeah. own personal self. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. What, what am I doing here? And so getting that set time and finding it at a time that I can do it consistent, consistently is really important for me. Um, and so I think that'll help you to find that time to keep that appointment and to, to regard it as sacred. You know, if mm -hmm. uh, most of us, if we had a dental appointment or a doctor's office appointment, or hey, for us girls, if we got a hair appointment, daggum, we're not canceling that thing. You know, we're not going to not show up because we we know how important that is. And so I think understanding that this is that important, it's more important than a hair appointment or a doctor's appointment. Yeah. This is important for our lives. Yeah. Uh, it's, to, it's to be there and to show up and to, you know, and to get into God's word at whatever level um, your time allows. And to be present. Don't you, I, you know, and I, mm. I love, um, when you come to, you know, coffee with your friends or when you come to, you know, dinner or whatever, and everybody's like, put the phones away, put the phones away. Same thing when you're coming to, you know, to the word of God, I, I don't know how many times now that several of my friends have Apple watches, I'm, you know, I'm talking to them and they're constantly looking at their Apple watch. And I think they're checking the time, but I forgot, you know, the Apple watches like have so many other things that it's telling right. you, you know, these texts yeah. and the, and emails and, turn yeah. right here and all of that stuff. Yeah. And, um, and it's like, I wonder, you know, as, as we're reading the Bible, but our phones right there, or, you know, the TV's on mm -hmm. or something, you know, the distractions happening. And, and it's almost like the same, it seems like the same thing to me. Like, I really can't stand it when I'm, you know, and I, but I do it too, you know? And so it's like, that's why you kind of have to be intentional about my time is mid afternoon because I have morning stuff and yep. I have evening stuff. And so the, the bulk of my, I've got some, break time in the afternoon. And that's, that's the best time that I can actually just be mindful. And then I can really, for me, I can be like, okay, this is what happened today. And let me just go to the word of God and see, you know, yeah. kind of create a plan and strategize, you know, and, Absolutely. Um, and I think that that's really what has worked for me, um, in my schedule. And so like Reba said, you've got to have, um, you've got to have a plan, whether it's mm -hmm. early in the morning or mid afternoon or late at night, late at night for me, it's just not going to work because I'm going to be sleepy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You read it. the same passage eight times and you still uh -huh. don't know what you've read. Yeah. I'm like osmosis, just, you know, yeah, flatten the Bible exactly. on my head and that's it. Yeah, I uh, know. So, so here, I, I'm, here's what I'm hoping you're getting today. 
Um, you need to be reading your Bible, mm. okay? And you don't need to be reading it because you because you think God's going to cheer for you louder in heaven or it's going to love you more. Wrong reasons. Yep. You need to be reading your Bible because you understand clearly it is the roadmap for your life. It is the it is the plan for your success in this life, and it is also the only weapon you have been given right. to fight the warfare that is all around you. And that you're, if you don't, if you say, "Well, Reba, I don't really think I'm fighting warfare," then you're not paying attention. Right? Okay. Uh, then probably I always say like this: you're probably losing. Right. <laughs> yeah. Or the devil is probably like, "Well, she's she's on the sidelines. I will I will worry about somebody else yeah, right now." Totally and that's not good. So, yeah. Um. But yeah, you know, get in the word and allow God to let the, let the word do its work mm-hmm. in you. Yeah. you know, it, it is God's word. And so because yeah. of that, it's not a book. Uh, it's not a devotional. And, and I just want to toss this in. And I think, um, you know, I write Bible studies. I write books. I, I like it. I want you mm-hmm. to read my Bible studies and I want you to read yeah. my books. Yeah. Okay. However, they're great. Yes. However, reading a book about Jesus is not the same as reading a book written by Jesus. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. I, I love that you said it that way because um, when we're talking about reading the Bible, there are great, wonderful Bible studies taught, you know, from Reba Bowman on down, you know, as far, and that's, that's really great, especially, you know, to guide you toward, but like her Bible study on James, for example, that doesn't take away the fact that, and my mom is, my mother is going through James right now. And every day she's like, okay, it's kicking me in the pants, James, you know, it's really showing up some stuff, but that's because she loved the Bible study, but then she just got back into James and is just consuming James daily. Like every day she reads the same few chapters. And when I started, when I started doing like just consuming, consuming it that way, reading first John every day for a month, all five Mm -hmm. chapters of first John every day for a month. And just really understanding what the Lord was, you know, what the Lord was telling, telling us, I was like, man, I mean, it just really opened my eyes to again, um, who he is and what he's done for us. And, 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 and those type of, um, and that type of situation, Bible studies are great. Um, but don't let that take, um, take, you know, take, uh, uh, take precedence over the actual, yeah, like you said, yeah, you know, about a good Bible study. Uh, I think a hallmark of a good Bible study is that it drives you to the word of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and if the Bible study doesn't drive you to the word, it's really not a Bible study. I don't know. You know, yes, it, it, may yeah. be a, it may be a great discussion and there's so many wonderful ones out there. Yes. Um, but a real true quality Bible study is going to get you into the word of God and, and, and draw you to the word. Um, and have you read the word. So, right. You know, we want just as a side note and as a caution, reading Christian fiction is not your devotions, you know, reading, uh, reading about Jesus, um, (laughs) is not uh, going to Chick-fil-A is not not reading the Bible. No. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So one of the things that we want to encourage you to do right now is your, and I'll just leave you some action points. Okay. So Mm -hmm. I don't want to leave you we want to leave you today with no action points. So number one, are you in the word? If the answer is yes, then great. Stay in the word. Um, if you're not in the word, then what I want to encourage you to do is to schedule an appointment time and start maybe just with 
maybe 15 minutes a day, just getting in the word of mm. God and taking some time to allow God to speak to you through his word and ask him to speak to you through his yeah. word um, and be there, not because you need to check a box off, be there because you understand fully that this is my roadmap to success and it is my sword to fight my battles with. I'm going to lose the battles yeah. I fight in this life if I don't have this, if I don't know how to use my sword. Right. So ha have the right motivation as to why you're doing what you're doing mm -hmm. and then get in your, get that appointment and keep it um, and get in the word, um, you know, and if you're in the word, but maybe you've been just going through the rituals and we've been there um, yeah. where you're just, you know, you don't even know why you're doing this anymore. Then I would encourage you to renew that renew that idea of why you're in the word, because it will change what you get from the word. Um, yes, it's important. true. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if you, um, just like there's so even, even understanding, like when you go through the why, even understanding, just like you said, it's a, it's gotta be a paradigm shift. If it's not, if you can't remember what you read, um, it's just like James says, you look in the mirror, you see mm. that there's a problem and you just walk away and nothing mm. has changed. Then, yeah. you know, you really do need to be, be able to, not you, we really need to be able to, as I'm, as I'm talking to myself first, we need yeah. to go look, um, understand what you understand the weapon and how to use it better. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, just beginning to take those action steps of change, because I think you said it well, and, 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 and maybe that's kind of where we can leave off today. And that is the whole reason for reading the word is so that we become more like Christ mm -hmm. and we know how to act like he would act, speak yeah. like he would speak, love like he would love and fight like he would fight. And I think that that's the reason that we read the word. And it's one of the things that God promises to do in us as we read it is he changes us in reflection into his image. But if we just read it and we never do anything about mm -hmm. it, yeah. Um, then you're right. James says, what, what's the purpose? What's the purpose? Um, if you're just going to go and, no different than looking in a mirror and seeing that you've got a black smudge across the top of your forehead and then just walking away and leaving it there. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it, it's like, what? Uh, that doesn't make any sense in life and it sure doesn't make any sense mm -hmm. spiritually. Not in Bible. Not in Bible. No, so, so man, we want to encourage you. Get in the word of God for all the right reasons. Get to know the real God of the Bible and learn who he is. Uh, know how to use your weapon in a way maybe you don't know how to use it right now. Mm -hmm. And allow God to do his work in you. This, to me, this is just so important. Uh, nothing, I can't tell you to do anything greater than to get in God's word, yeah. really. Um, and so it's just the bedrock of our foundation. So we want to leave you with that today. If you, uh, as always, if you have questions um, and maybe you're like, hey, can you help me? Can you get me started in the right direction? Um, always feel free to, uh, you can always write us. Uh, and we've got our email address that'll be attached always in our podcast uh, information. So feel free. You can reach out to us. You can write us and let us know. And we'll be glad to help you and find uh, ways to help you get it started uh, in your Bible reading and in this journey that we believe is just so important for yeah. you uh, to take as we go forward. And just like Psalms 1 says, that your delight may be the law of the Lord. Absolutely. And that is going to give you leaves that are always green is the picture. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that is just a, not a life that always bears fruit. It says you'll bear fruit in your season, but yeah. that you'll always have that steadiness of soul. And boy, I think all of us could really desperately use that today. 
So, so, in, so, in, hope you enjoyed the podcast today, and, and we hope that more than just listening to our podcast, that you'll actually go out, get in the Word, and let us know what God is teaching you. All right. Well, have a great day. Thank you for joining us on Rooted Deep, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Rooted Deep. To learn more about Dare for More Ministries, go to dareformore.org and look up Mercy Workshop at mercyjewelry.org.